Nonkululeko Mandula on SAFM. I say, Africa must wake up, the sleeping sons of Jacob, for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? We are joined by the dynamic Paul Nzamande, who's an author, life coach, and mental wellness advocate, talking about um, a legacy of active moral so- um, socialization as Africans. Thank you very much for joining us, Paul. Good morning. Good morning, Nukulego, and thank you for that very kind introduction. You're always ever so kind. Thank you. <laughs> what is active moral socialization? So... Um, you know that book of um, moral rectitude, the book of Proverbs says, um, teach the child the way he is to go when he is young and he will not depart from it when he is old. It's about what you teach a child is what they're going to become, uh, well, hopefully when they become adults, but you must teach them when they are very young. And today I thought let's just play a little game of going back to seeing how morals were inculcated into children so that by the time they became adults, they they had those morals deeply embedded so that you could not depart from them. And this, I thought today, let's look at the use of fables, the use of myths, the use of tales. And so maybe the A-teamers can also just send us some of their voice notes around what tales they remember and what was the lesson behind it. But one of the things I wanted to show, Nungunego, is that um, some so there are certain things that were not true, but that had a very strong moral lesson behind them. That's also one of the things that we're going to look at. Looking at our mm-hmm. time, I'm just going to shoot straight to it. Go ahead. So, number one, in one of the lessons that was taught through tales was the lesson of kindness to the elders. For example, you find Guti, this was a lesson of being um, kind to the elderly. To you remember those tales around the Salgas, where someone would be lost and looking for this, and then they'd find the Salgas, and the Salgas would then give them directions home. Mm, there was mm. even one where it would be a tale where the, 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 this one was desperate to get married at an end, and then there was a Salgazi, and the Salgazi, what, 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 what. I, I, I hope you can remember at least one of those tales that had to do with a Salgazi or a Kesha. Um, but remember even the song, Good memories, good memories. Our children are not taught these fables and tales and songs anymore. But yeah, um, there, there was always a thread of an elderly person who would show kindness. Or we'd yes. have to, or the, the the main character would have to show kindness too, um, and and this was a lesson clearly. There was there was a moral lesson and a moral value being inculcated because you grow up valuing the elderly, you grow up knowing that you need to take care of them. There is value in the elderly, and there is beauty in the elderly. There is warmth in the elderly. And so you so when you grow up, you naturally just tend to take care of them. 
So that is the one of the moral lessons that I thought I'd pick on. Another uh, moral lesson will come out of something that's, that's really a myth. Um, remember, there would be the myth that if you, uh, if you come across a spot that somebody else had used, um, that you shouldn't use the same spot. Um, and if you find, so, so, so if you're out, remember the field would have been open. And if you're walking around and you find a spot and you needed to use that spot, but that spot is still maybe not dry, somebody else said, don't use it, otherwise it's a shanganangamakanda. If you use a spot, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that one. No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyway, so, okay. And then there's this other one that was like, um, if you pee on water, that has um, crabs, the crabs would bite you and then you turn into a boy. Or if you're a boy, you turn into a girl. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the moral lesson really behind it is, is, and that's not true. If a crab bites you, your gender is not going to change. But the scariest thing you can imagine as a little boy is to, you're suddenly going to turn into a girl. Oh my, what's that going to be like? What does it mean? How do I respond? So because it's so scary, the idea of this new gender that's just going to switch out of your not knowing is now you don't know how you're going to handle that. So you don't want it to happen. Um, That would have been the fear that was being instilled. But the real moral lesson would have been this is water. And because water flows and water is meant to be fresh in streams, you can't go pee in the water. Hmm. <laughs> Good lesson. Good. Le- I, I wish a lot of uh, people who pee standing up would uh, be reminded of such lessons because man, Jay, they are peeing everywhere. You walk in the exactly. road in the CBD, it smells of urine. It's dirty. Ah, exactly. And you know, sometimes I think to myself, Yay, we must have a prostate cancer problem, perhaps. Or something. The way everyone's peeing everywhere. And I mean, I'm a man. Gents, I'm not selling out on us, but I corn. Sometimes I think to myself, if this was being done by legend, I think we would be all up in arms. If it was the other gender just peeing everywhere, it's indecent, it's un-African. It's just, it's not right. It's not right. And, and by the way, it is offensive. I mean, to, to see now that uh, you're, you're driving around with your wife, you're driving around with your daughter, and, 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 and as you turn the corner, here's this man with his uh, whatever, in, in, in full view of the public. It is disrespectful to self. It is disrespectful to others. It is downright offensive. Mm, mm. You know, it is downright offensive. So, so, so now, uh, yes, but I'll say... Those moral lessons were inculcated in, 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 not even in youth, they were inculcated from infancy. Uh, but remember also that part of what is happening as these lessons are being told and these lessons are being put in is that the imagination is being stimulated because the people that were telling tales, imagine someone has to tell you a story purely using words. But remember how you don't forget those stories. 
to this day, you've forgotten some of the movies you've watched, but you don't forget those tales. <laughs> so does it mean with us forgetting um, to pass down a legacy of fables, tales, uh, folk songs, we are actually doing a disservice to the young ones? Because our children can sing Baby Shark, um, you know, from the time their mouths can move. But what is the moral in Baby Shark? I, uh, and, and I want to take it one step further to say, in addition to what you're saying, Uncle perhaps we also need to just pay attention to saying, in fact, not only what is the lesson, but in addition to that, are there not any negative lessons that are coming through these cartoons? One of the questions I'm going to ask, why are our children so anxious, so young? And we know that TV is their greatest teacher these days because we are at work, we are everywhere, and we leave children in front of the TV all day. That's number one. Why are they turning out so anxious? Number two, hey, some of the things that these cartoons are seeing. I mean, uh, this, is, this is a show of 18 months, so I believe this is a show of adults. So forgive me if my language is incorrect. But, you know, one day I saw a cartoon that was using the word in inverted commas, screw. And they were showing a cartoon that, that had a screw in front, and it went to another cartoon, and then the screw t- started turning into the other cartoon. Drrr, and it was like it was drilling into another. I thought, what are these cartoons showing? You know? So the next question is what is our level of responsibility? for inculcating moral lessons, moral socialization to our children, our babies, our infants, our children. What is our level of responsibility and involvement? How intentional are are we? In fact, I'm going to close on this one. In Isizulu... Paul, we are losing you. As I say, Mm -hmm. in Isizulu, there's a nice difference between Infundo and Infundiso. Oh, yes. Yes. Infundo, so it, it translates for our A-teamers. Yes. Infundo would then be uh, more academic in nature. Infundiso would be more moral in nature. So Infundiso is from home. So when we say this one lacks Infundiso, we are saying, no, this one has not been morally trained. They have not been trained in good manners. They have not been socialized properly. They have not been taught good ethics. And that is a question from home. And when we say this one um, does not have infundo, we mean they are not educated. They have not been to school. They have not been skilled, trained um, academically or, or, or towards a particular career, uh, vocationally, that is to say. Now, originally, Infundiso is from home, and then Infundo would, would and under the circumstances, now be from school. But these days, we are sending children to school to learn both Infundo and Infundiso, Ooh. which is the first thing that's wrong. Mm. But even if, as if that were not enough, then even when the teacher tries to instill Infundiso, the child goes back home, and the very parents are dislodging even the infundiso of the teacher now, who put in infundiso out of duty and not because it is really part of their job description. Let me make an example. So these days, especially because we've got children bearing children, so to speak, we've got youth becoming parents, and they're ill-equipped to become uh, parents. 
So they'll send it and, and is unhappy with the father. So he'll send the child to school. The child gets taught to speak properly. When they come back home, the mother starts swearing at the child and say, you are useless, you are this, like your father. So this child now grows up anxious, grows up rejected, feeling abandoned, and, and, and despite the teacher's best intentions, because the cradle is where Infundiso is really taught. If the cradle is not warm, if the cradle is not intentional, if the cradle is not structured, if the cradle is a place of discomfort, and, and, and the child grows up uh, uh, dismembered, dislocated, maladjusted, and it has a lot to do with how intentional the parents have been around socialization, around moralization of this child. So, so I wanted to just say in closing, therefore, those fables and tales, and sometimes we grow up and we look at them and say, ah, old wives' tale and whatever, whatever. They actually did something positive for our society. And if you think about them going forward, we need to find ways to be intentional about moralizing our children as well. And I couldn't agree with you more. I just could not. And I wish that those who are creating content for young minds can have everything you have said in mind. Give content to these young people that is relevant and that is morally astute for us as Africans, whether it's on radio, television, um, books, whatever medium create things that will be a legacy that will teach and install uh, morals. Thank you very much, Paul. How do we get in touch with you, Babinzimande? Allow me, Nukulego, as a parting shot to say it seems uh, your parting shot has been cut uh, abruptly. We're going to try to get hold of you so you can give us that uh, uh, parting shot. We are talking about a legacy of active moral socialization and our guest, uh, Paul Nzimande, who's an author, a life coach, and a mental wellness advocate, has just uh, been taking us through old fables of folk songs and uh, and um, the, the morals that they, they gave us. And nowadays, I wonder how many parents sit around, you know, snow longer the fire now but just sit around the table um and 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 speak and tell their children tales um that will teach them how to respect how to um show love how to care how many of us are doing that paul Zamanda is back with us uh he's giving us his parting shots paul yes ma'am and as you correctly point out it's also about what responsibility we take um, as parents in terms of, you know, beyond just TV. How do we read books to them? How do we tell stories to them? How do we teach them these lessons in a world that, is becoming in, that has become increasingly more treacherous? Because that innocence was good at a time when everyone could protect children. These days we have the added burden of raising them in a society where we can't trust all the elders with children. So it's a more uh, intentional raising that is required from us. I'm on Facebook as Paul Zimande, uh, Facebook page Paul Zimande Coach, Twitter at Paul Z, Instagram Paul underscore Zimande. I also have a private email address. It's Paul Zimande, one word, Paul Zimande at gmail.com. Good morning. A blessed morning to you too.